1: Today's episode of Lockdown Wolves is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Happy Thursday, everybody. Today, uh, a little bit of a special episode. I'm going to play the Lockdown NBA mock draft for you today. This is something we're doing. I I don't think it'll be weekly, probably bi-weekly between now and, well, I mean, I guess the draft lottery is only a couple of weeks away, three weeks away, I guess. Um, but we'll do a couple more of these. And then after the lottery happens, we'll continue doing mock drafts. Um, spoiler. So the way we did this is we did at tankathon.com. We did uh, essentially the lottery simulation, which uh, randomly selects, well, not randomly, but selects picks based on the lottery balls, right? The, the odds that uh, an, a certain team will end up in a certain spot. And as you probably know, if you're listening to this podcast, the Timberwolves have a 27.4% chance of landing their pick in the draft, which means it would land in the top three. They finished with the sixth worst record in the league. If the pick lands outside the top three, it conveys to the Golden State Warriors as the final piece of the D'Angelo Russell-Andrew Wiggins trade from last February. So there's there's a, uh, I mean, what's the reverse math there? Uh, 72 or 72-ish percent chance that the Timberwolves do not keep their pick. 72.6%, I believe, chance that the Wolves lose their pick to the Golden State Warriors this draft uh, that happened in this simulation, so there is not a Timberwolves pick. I do not make a selection in this mock draft, however, I think it's important to listen to what the hosts from across the locked NBA network think about the top prospects in this year's draft who each of these hosts picks as their selection comes off the board. Um, the order got a little funky, Indiana jumped way up into the top three, which, uh, you know. That The odds of that happening are obviously very small, but I mean, who knows, right? We've seen things like that happen in the past. Um, so that threw a wrench in things a little bit. It's interesting to hear the reasoning behind each of the uh, the hosts selecting on behalf of their teams. So I want to play that here first. Uh, it, it'll take the first couple segments. And then I want to get into playoff action from Wednesday evening. There were... Uh, Four games on Wednesday night and three series that came to a close. We talked about this on, on Wednesday's show that there were three series that could come to an end. And sure enough, that happened on Wednesday night. So we'll talk through playoff games here at the end of the show and then also peek ahead to what's upcoming on the show in the, in the coming days and into next week. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the mock draft. The first few picks in the first edition of this year's Lockdown NBA mock draft. Here's Ryland Styles of Locked On Thunder with the number one overall pick.
2: I'm Ryland Styles, host of the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. The Oklahoma City Thunder are on the clock with the first overall pick in the 2021 Locked On NBA mock draft. The Oklahoma City Thunder will select with the first overall pick, Cade Cunningham, point guard Oklahoma State. Cade Cunningham is by far the best player in this draft. Not even the Sacramento Kings could overthink this pick. He is going to go number one overall. He has an elite trait. He can score at all three levels. He's very versatile. He has an elite playmaking ability. He can do it all on the floor. He's a taller SGA. And the Thunder already have SGA. And that pairing, that duo, would be able to dominate this league in two to three years. This would set the Thunder on a path of a championship faster than any other outcome. It would very much accelerate their timeline. It would just be the best possible thing for Oklahoma City. Cade Cunningham is a wonderful prospect, something that we haven't really seen in a couple of years. Cade Cunningham is going to dominate the NBA and hopefully it'll be in Oklahoma City. For more on Kate Cunningham, more on the possible draft picks for the Oklahoma City Thunder, subscribe to Locked On Thunder wherever you get your podcast from.
3: In the first ever Locked On NBA mock draft and lottery, the Pacers luck into the number two pick jumping all the way up from number 13, an incredible lottery for them after barely missing the playoffs. And with the second pick, the Pacers, we've decided to take Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga. I'm in Banker's Life Fieldhouse right now, where a bunch of fans will be very excited to watch Jalen Suggs play for the Indiana Pacers. Evan Mobley, strong consideration from USC, but given the number of strong young frontcourt players already on this Indiana roster, Suggs seemed like the better pick. Dynamic scorer from all over the floor, great self-creator, great creator for others as well. Just a fantastic basketball player, Jalen Suggs, his home run pick at number two. Honestly, can't go wrong with either him or Mobley. And the Pacers are happy to get him in the door. He'll immediately ignite the team, be a presence in their backcourt, and hopefully lead the team for many seasons to come if this was able to happen. And if the Pacers did, jump up to number two in the draft. We'd break that all down on the Locked on Pacers podcast.
4: What's up? Jackson Gatlin here for Locked on Rockets picking for the Houston Rockets at number three overall in this week's locked on mock draft. And with the third overall selection, the Rockets are going to take Evan Mobley out of the university of Southern California. Evan Mobley to me is the clear cut second best prospect in this draft right behind Cade Cunningham, like Jalen Suggs, I really do. But with Cade off the board and Suggs off the board at number two, already in this mock draft, you have to go Evan Mobley at number three. There's not, any proper reasoning for taking Jalen Green or Jonathan Kaminga ahead of Evan Mobley. Yes, there might be some some concerns for taking a big uh in a guard-driven league, which is exactly what you know where the NBA is trending right now. But Evan Mobley really is that unicorn type player. He's shown a lot of prowess defensively. And for the Rockets, for the the, the fit angle alongside Christian Wood. Christian Wood's already shown an ability to be able to play alongside Kelly Olenek. He's a multi-positional player that can slot in at the 4 or the 5, so there should be no questions of fit alongside Evan Mobley. He makes the the most sense at pick number 3, and it's really exciting for the Rockets to walk away with him at this spot in this draft because, hey, any simulation, any mock draft where the Rockets keep their pick, is a good one, but walking away with Evan Mobley makes it a great one. With the fourth pick in
5: On Network's NBA mock draft, the Detroit Pistons select the 6'6 shooting guard from the NBA G League Ignite, Jalen Green. Green was one of the five-star recruits that decided to forego college basketball and go straight to the NBA G League, where he averaged 18 points a game while shooting 36% from deep with a true shooting percentage of 61%. Now, while the Pistons were supposed to get the second overall pick, the Locked On Network's lottery had them drop to four, which is not the worst thing. If the Pistons do drop to four in real life, that will not be the worst thing ever because this is supposedly supposed to be a top-five hype, high- or or top-heavy draft. So if they finish in the top five, I'll be cool. So number four, I'll be happy with Jalen Green. He would slight... Perfectly, I think, next to Killian Hayes and Sadiq Bay, I probably would have taken Evan Mobley here, but you know, Jackson with Houston wanted to go ahead and draft him the pick right before me. So, But we will take Jalen Green. Jalen Green is a perfect fit, like I said. So, you know, we'll take it. We'll take it. As long as it's not outside the top five, we will take it. So over here at Locked On Pistons, we will take Jalen Green at number four. And next on the Locked On Network's clock, we got Locked On Magic at number four.
1: Before we get to the Orlando Magic and the Lockdown Magic podcast with the number five pick in the draft, let's talk about our friends at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why door often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person at the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You have a computer with access to rockauto.com both at home and in your pocket. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the exact same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, let's jump back into the mock draft with Locked On Magic at number five.
6: This is Philip Rosenreich, the host of Locked On Magic here for our first week NBA mock draft here on the NBA Locked On Podcast Network. With the fifth pick in the draft, the Orlando Magic are selecting Jonathan Kuminga. When you're picking this high in the draft, when you have the third worst record in the league, you can't really be picky. You've got to take the best player available, and this is a Magic team that is in desperate need of some talent. Jonathan Kaminga provides that for the Orlando Magic as someone who has an NBA-ready body that can step in and defend immediately, can already be a bull getting to get into the basket, and really played a lot better than I think a lot of people expected in the G League bubble and for the G League Ignite. Obviously, there's still a lot of questions, and the biggest question would be fit. The Orlando Magic have two young forwards, and Jonathan Isaac and Chumokiki Kiki playing his position. And a big part of the puzzle will probably be Kuminga would get minutes with Jonathan Isaac still working his way back from injury. Kuminga definitely still has to improve his jumper, too, but Orlando wants to be a team that is built on its defense. That's how they were successful in 2019 and 2020 to get back in the playoffs, and that's going to be their key to get back in the playoff contention pretty quickly anyway. With the with the fifth pick again, you take the best player available, and that is Jonathan Kuminka. Don't worry, your line of magic will be back with a second pick coming up here in the lottery. But until then, this has been Philip Rossenreich of Locked On Magic. Who's next?
7: Hey, Chris Manning here from the Locked On Cavs podcast, picking number six overall in this in this mock draft. And my co-host, Evan Devil and I decided as the fake GMs of the Cleveland Cavaliers to go with Scotty Barnes from Florida State. He's 6'9", a really interesting playmaker, uh, has a lot of really good instincts on both sides of the ball by all accounts. He's been a winning player at every level he's played at. Look, I think Cleveland would have liked to have the coin flip go their way and then thus give them better odds that someone like Jalen Green, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, you know, Suggs, maybe even Kuminga. Um, but I, I think if you're at six, and I think you look at the board how it shakes out, There's some guards available, certainly. There's another wing in Jalen Johnson available. But I think with Barnes, you got a guy that has a ton of playmaking upside. You can never have enough playmakers in the NBA. You can never have enough big playmakers in the NBA either. And the Cavs don't have any really good big playmakers right now. You can bring him in. Maybe he starts the year coming off the bench behind a Torian Parence or a Larry Nance or a Kevin Love at the 3 and the 4. But he can come in and and long-term, him and Isaac Okoro as a duo, can be incredibly smart, incredibly tough, incredibly winning on the wing, and that is something the Cavs have just not really had when they've not had LeBron James. This is a pick that maybe does uh, offer you the win now sort of upside that I think ownership might want in Cleveland. But I think ultimately this is a really really smart basketball pick. The Cavs need good basketball players. Barnes could be, I think, one of the very best players in this class at six nine, playmaking, defensive instincts. All this stuff that he does that I think is really intriguing. I, I I love this pick at six, and if you're not getting one of the best guys, I, I think Barnes is a really, really good guy to come away with.
0: Wes Goldberg here with Locked On Warriors choosing seventh overall for Golden State in the Locked On Podcast Network's weekly mock draft. Uh, with the seventh pick, the Warriors are going to take Franz Wagner out of Michigan, a sophomore out of Michigan. The reason we're going in this direction is that the Warriors, with this James Wiseman experience last year— found out the hard way how difficult it is to develop a young player and also try to win at the same time. So what the Warriors are looking for is a little bit less upside here and who, guys who can more immediately contribute. That's Franz Wagner. This guy's a 38% three-point shooter, great court vision, playmaking. At six foot nine, at 220, he's got good size, high basketball IQ. Comes from a basketball family. Um, Look, not the highest level of athleticism that comes with the upside. He's not going to be a go-to scorer for you, but the Warriors don't need that. They already have a go-to scorer. They have Steph Curry. Getting Franz Wagner could be like their Joe Ingles. He's a perfect complementary piece. He's going to be able to switch and do things on defense, hit open shots, uh, attack against a bent defense on the weak side. This is a great pick for the Warriors at number seven. Hey, what's up? Sean Woodley here from
8: Locked On Raptors to make the eighth overall pick in this week's Locked On NBA Mock Lottery Draft. And with the eighth pick, the Toronto Raptors are going for upside here. They're taking Keon Johnson, guard out of Tennessee, 6'5", 19-year-old. The Raptors don't plan to be back in this position again. They figure to be good again next season once they're back at home playing in Toronto and all of that. And this is the chance to find some star talent. We know the Raptors are very good at finding role players, but Keon Johnson profiles as a guy who can emerge as a go-to scorer at some time in the next few years here. He already is a great straight-line driver. He's already an excellent defender as well on and off the ball, which fits in wonderfully with the Raptors' core of Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, and Pascal Siakam, where defense is first and foremost— But he also can kind of offer some scoring punch to that lineup, that group of guys who can struggle in the half court at times, and it might take some time. He's got a bit of a wonky handle. He's not a very good shooter just now, but all the things he does provide and the athleticism he offers, which is maybe the best in the class... Really does, I think, kind of profile as the type of guy the Raptors should be going for here, trying to hit a home run on this high pick before they go back into, you know, living in 20s and, you know, maybe even late 20s life going into the future here. So Keon Johnson, the eighth overall pick, going to the Raptors here this week on the Locked On NBA Mock Lottery Draft.
6: This is Philip Rosenreich, the host of Locked On Magic, back with you again for the ninth pick in our Locked On NBA Podcast Network Mock Draft. The Orlando Magic, with their first pick, took the best player available, but the ninth pick, they should also take the best player available, but they also need someone that can provide a little bit of skill, and that's why I'm taking Moses Moody of Arkansas. Moody gives the Orlando Magic a score, someone who at Arkansas was the primary scorer, was able to get his own shot, create create space for himself, and get to the basket. He is good NBA size and projects already as a strong 3 and D player, someone who can hit from the outside a little bit, as well as defend at a high level, which is going to be absolutely key for the Magic to get back in the playoff picture sooner rather than later, with these two picks that the Magic have in this year's draft, plus the players they have coming back. The Orlando Magic obviously have a lot of work to do, but getting someone who can shoot at the rate that Moses Moody can is a big boost to the team, and he would probably fight and contend for playing time pretty quickly, maybe even a starting spot too. Moody is a guy that fits the Magic's profile. He has good positional length uh, and is a strong defender as well. And I think that, and I think him not having to be the primary option offensively with guys like Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac and Shumo Kiki to share the load will help him tremendously uh, and, and should help him have a successful rookie year. I think Orlando would be a really good spot for him, especially with a coach like Steve Clifford to kind of guide him and find the right ways to get him uh, growing and developing in the right direction. That'll be, that'll be it for us. This has been Philip Ross from Micah Blocked on Magic. Who's next? Hey, this is Matt George,
9: host of the Locked On Kings podcast. My assistant general manager and I have made our selection with the 10th overall pick in this NBA draft lottery simulation mock draft. If the rules allowed it and I was in control of the Sacramento Kings, I would be trying to trade this pick, maybe package it with a Buddy Heald or Marvin Bagley to try and acquire a win now type talent that'll help the Kings make the playoffs next season. But in this case, I had to make a selection and I'm going with the six foot seven, 220-pound small forward, pure shooter out of Gonzaga. Corey Kispert is my selection. I love that he's 21 years old. I love that he comes from a winning program. He comes from success. If the Kings are going to use this pick and actually make a draft selection, they're looking for someone who can come in and contribute right away. Kispert seems more NBA-ready at the 10th spot to add that shooting. Maybe a replacement for Buddy Heald in that capacity to some extent. Corey Kispert, the selection for the Sacramento. Hey everyone, Jake Madison here from Locked On Pelicans to make the 11th pick in the Locked
10: On Network's first mock draft. And this was a tough decision. At 11, there's a number of different ways that I could go and that the Pelicans could go. But in the end, I took center Alperin Sengun out of Besiktas in the Turkish league, averaging 19.2 points per game, 9.4 rebounds, 2.5 assists, 1.3 steals. And big breath, 1.7 blocks while being named the MVP of the Turkish League was just too much for me to ignore. He's incredibly skilled for a 6 foot 10 center, and he's only 18. He's proven to be a strong interior scorer with tremendous rebounding instincts who's shown off some passing ability and a consistently improving three-point shot, which might be the most important thing. Plus, he's excellent at the free throw line, shooting 81%. Defensively, He's very good in drop coverage and taking away passes to the roll man while slowing down the ball handler. And that's the exact type of defense that the Pelicans tend to run. And he's already a strong interior rim protector, showing good instincts on when to try and contest and block shots. He's not quite NBA ready. It might take him a year or two to really kind of find his footing in the league. But you know what? The Turkish League is already one of the strongest leagues out there in Europe, and there's shades of Kevin Love and Demata Sabonis in his game, and that type of unicorn is exactly the type of big man you want next to Zion Williamson. So for more on the Pelicans and Zion, be sure to check out the Locked On Pelicans podcast.
1: All right, before we get to Locked On Hornets and the number 12 pick, let's talk about our friends at betonline.ag. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing now. You can track all the action at Bet Online. You can also get all the latest news, odds, and information for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and of course, all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. Again, that's promo code On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's jump back into the Lockdown NBA mock draft with the Charlotte Hornets and Lockdown Hornets at number 12. I'm Walker
11: Mail of Lockdown Hornets, and as of this week, we started doing a weekly mini mock draft, and for the first ever one, the Tankathon simulation gave us the 12th overall pick. Now, reality would say that we have the 11th best odds in the lottery after winning the coin flip with the San Antonio Spurs, but in alternate reality, we're going to have the 12th overall pick. And when we are in the alternate reality, me and Nada Edwards, my co-host, get to serve as Mitch Kupchak and choose who we're going to take with that selection. And with that 12th overall pick... We decided to go with Josh Giddy, international prospect out of Australia. Some of the strengths he possesses is he's a really good ball handler, tall ball handler as well, listed at about 6'8". To put him alongside LaMelo Ball to have two guys, 6'7", 6'8", that can make the smart decision and pick and roll would be really fun to watch. The problem is Giddy has some problem with his shot from the outside right now, so hopefully that would develop with his time in the association. The good news is they have Terry Rogier to hopefully counteract as a shooter within that backcourt, And Devontae Graham, Malik Monk, one of those guys are going to be gone. Presumably, it's going to be Malik Monk after the exit interview that he had just about a week and a half ago. So if Malik is gone, you're going to have to replace one of those guys coming off of the bench in the backcourt, and I think Giddy would be an excellent decision for that. Now, there are a couple of other places you could have gone, and we'll have our opportunities as these weekly mini-mock drafts roll out. But the first one ever, we decided to go with Josh Giddy. Tell us what you think. I'm on Twitter at Walker Mail. not is on Twitter at Nod of the Scribe. And you can find our show handle at Lockdown Hornets. Find our podcast wherever you get your podcast. Can't wait for you to join us.
12: Hey, this is Jeff Garcia with Lockdown Spurs. Here to give a quick react to the Lockdown NBA Network's impromptu draft or well, mock draft and after the uh, spurs uh, were announced that they're picking at number 12 as of now losing the coin toss we dive right into this and, and look first of all whoever organized this did not put the spurs in the proper position they were ranked uh, number 12 we put the spurs at number 13 in this mock so with names coming off the board pretty fast leading up to the spurs uh pick names like sagoon left uh, kispert left moody left Guys that I was targeting there, I think we're, were going to slip like Keon Johnson. Didn't happen. So uh, after the Hornets at 12, when it should have been the Spurs, pick Josh Giddy. That was the guy I had on my board. I went with Kentucky's Isaiah Jackson. I know it's not a uh, big name, glamorous pick, but the kid is tough. Sometimes I think the Spurs need lack that toughness, that dog. Uh, he brings that. Uh, an elite shot blocker, an athlete. Uh, he addresses the need for size for San Antonio and uh, perimeter defense as well. He can play the 4 and the 5. And you just look what he did at Kentucky last year. Ranked 15th nationally in blocks. Uh, he led the SEC in that department. He was named SEC All-Freshman and All-Defensive teams. I think he'll definitely uh, address the Spurs' uh, need in that department, just getting better on the defensive end. And I get it. There was some promise, though, on the offensive end. In six of his last seven games with Kentucky, he was averaging 13.3 rebounds, and 2.1 blocks, which makes me think he'll be definitely a project on the offensive end, but he'll definitely bring uh, the defense. Does that sound familiar? Like a guy named Kawhi Leonard, who everybody knew coming out of college was a great defensive player, but lo and behold, he's also a good offensive player. So uh, start throwing those tomatoes at me. Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone and subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
0: Wes Goldberg with Locked On Warriors here again, picking for the second time in this Locked On Podcast Network mock draft, now at number 14. And with this pick, the Warriors will continue along with their strategy of going for upperclassmen and not uh, the raw, younger, 19-year-old kind of talents. No, we get Franz Wagner at number 7, and here at number 14, somehow, Davian Mitchell out of Baylor, the junior out of Baylor, is still on the board. I don't know how he fell to number 14. ESPN has him ranked 8th. The Ringer has him ranked 7th on their big boards. This guy is a great ball handler, uh, a go-to scoring threat, hard-nosed competitor on defense. You love his competitive drive overall. The Ringer says that he has shades of Drew Holiday. That is a perfect fit for Golden State. Now when you zoom out and look at the Warriors' draft, at number seven taking Franz Wagner and now getting Davion Mitchell at number fourteen. This is a home run draft for the Warriors. You're getting two guys who can immediately contribute right away in Wagner as a three and D type of threat and as and in Mitchell who, who more who could be a playmaker in that second unit alongside guys like Jordan Poole and Juan Descano Anderson and last year's number two overall pick James Wiseman. A home run of a draft for the Warriors. They absolutely nail it. Probably get the steal of the draft here with Davion Mitchell at number fourteen.
1: Well, there you have it—the first edition of the Lockdown NBA Mock Draft, and uh, hopefully, next time around, the lottery wheel or or tankathon wheel, or whatever we want to call it, will spin my way, and I'll get the opportunity to make a top three pick. No major surprises early in this one, at least. Basically, the consensus top three—I mean, it, the consensus top three—did go in the top three. I guess what you could call the consensus top five was all off the board: in Cunningham, Suggs, Mobley, Green, and Kaminga. Um, so no major shocks there. And of course there's no chance the wolves end up outside the top three. So beyond that, I mean, those are kind of the five guys we'd have to talk about as possible wolves picks unless of course they trade back into the draft at some point before the draft or on, or, uh, or on draft night, um, which seems fairly unlikely in a draft this stacked, but at any rate, I'd like to dig into certainly those top five prospects here in the coming days and weeks and fingers crossed, I'll get to participate in the next mock draft. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll bring that for you as soon as it happens. I want to round out the show today by talking about NBA playoff action from Wednesday night. Of course, that's the road to the finals. Our NBA playoffs coverage this year is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. So there were four games on Wednesday night. Three of them were game fives, teams that were up 3-1. All three of those games ended as really, frankly, as expected. Philadelphia closed out the Wizards, Sands Joel Embiid. And uh, it, was a, it was close middle stages of the game, but they pulled away late. Atlanta held on to beat the Knicks by 14, and Utah closed out the Grizzlies in a series that I was hoping would be a little bit more competitive. The only game, of course, the Grizzlies won was game one when Donovan Mitchell didn't play. But uh, Utah won that one by 16. Um, notables, I guess, from each game will we'll go backwards, uh, reverse order from from the way I just listed them, I guess. 27 points, 11 assists, seven rebounds for John Brandt. Shot 50% from the field and made five threes. It was really good. He did turn it over five times, but he was... I mean, John Brandt getting hot was the only shot the Grizzlies really had. Um, Dylan Brooks bounced back after a couple of rough games. 27 points for him on 18 shots. And for the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell was fantastic. 30, 10, and 6. 30 points, 10 assists, six rebounds, 30 on 16 shots, made five threes in the game. And uh, he led the way for Utah. Uh, Gobert had a 23 and 15. And Memphis was down really big headed to the fourth quarter. And I think they were down, uh, what, 30, I guess, going to the fourth and ended up making this a 16 point game. But um, Utah took a 20 point lead after the first quarter and, and put it away pretty quickly. And now Memphis or excuse me, Utah awaits the winner of the Clippers and Mavericks series, which we'll get to here in just a minute. The Hawks beat the Knicks. Um, They jumped out, uh, really kind of dominated the middle stages of the game, had a small halftime lead and extended it heading towards the fourth quarter. And Atlanta, after losing game one of this series, won four straight in similar fashion to the Utah Memphis series in the Western Conference. uh, Trey Young was fantastic for Atlanta. He had 36 points, nine assists. Only 3 of 11 outside the arc. His 36 points came on 28 shots, but he was 13 of 15 at the free throw line and continued to just draw fouls whenever he wanted to. Clint Capella had 14 and 15 double-double. DeAndre Hunter has played really well since coming back from injury. 15 points in this game on 6 of 11 shooting. The Knicks, of course, ran it back with Taj Gibson and Derrick Rose, both in the starting lineup. D-Rose had uh, just 6 points on 3 of 11 shooting, so not the best playoff performance from him. Um Julius Randle continued his or I guess finished his fantastic season with twenty three and thirteen um and it shot eight to twenty one from the field. So Tibbs season comes to an end. But I mean, hey, for the Knicks to get a, a playoff spot, much less a four seed, was honestly a shock. Um, I, I thought that they would be a below 500 team easily in the Eastern conference this year. And so hats off to Tibbs for squeezing a lot more out of this roster and out of, out of the talent or lack thereof that he had than expected. Obviously Julius Randall was, uh, was phenomenal, was phenomenal this year and, and far better than anyone expected. And that was a big part of their success. But, um, and then lastly, which was actually the first game of the night was Philadelphia and Washington. um, after, after, you know, Washington won game four, avoided the sweep, and then Joel Embiid is hurt, uh, has a partially torn meniscus, was out for, for this game. Um, Washington was only down two at halftime. and look, they could make this thing into a game. But Philly pulled away in the second half uh, behind 30 from Seth Curry 19 and 11 19 11 and 10 a triple double from Ben Simmons 28 9 and 6 from Tobias Harris who stepped up in a really big way in um, the Sixers it was really a full team effort Tyrese Maxey the rookie guard had 13 off the bench uh, for for the Sixers uh, Westbrook didn't quite exactly do what he did last time out he had 24 points but it took him 20 shots 10 assists 8 rebounds and uh, Bradley Beal had thirty-two, seven, and five, and it's just a shame the Wizards couldn't figure out a better way to win with Bradley Beal or or a way to win. Period. I mean, the fact that they stormed back and made the playoffs this year as a below five hundred team is is notable. But how much longer is this going to continue with Bradley Beal and a floundering Wizards team here moving forward? Um, you know, it's 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 too bad. I, I, not entirely dissimilar from towns in Minnesota. There are certainly some similarities there uh, between both the style of player and also the the way that the team has been built, or I guess the lack of team building, lack of successful team building around them. Um, the last game of the night I want to talk about is Dallas and, and the Clippers. This was, of course, Dallas went up 2-0 in this series. The Clippers won the first two games on their home floor and tied the series up. And, uh, you know, they could have swept the three games at Staples and headed back to Dallas with two shots to to, to close out the series. That would have been, a, a, obviously, a, a big victory for them. Um, unfortunately for the Clippers... Dallas came to play in this game. Um, they they easily won the first and third quarters. The Clippers easily won the second and fourth. But when this game was close late, um, it actually was a was a multi-possession game midway through the fourth quarter. It was like a three, four possession game kind of hovering in that area. But the Clippers got it back to within a possession down the stretch. And the Mavericks were able to close it out. The Clippers had a chance to tie in the final 10 seconds down three. Uh, but they uh, missed on a, uh, a corner three-point attempt from Kawhi Leonard. And that was that. Uh, the, uh, the Mavericks hit a couple of free throws. Josh Richardson made two free throws with the, uh, the, the Clippers out of timeouts and ended up with the final margin of five points, but obviously really competitive game. And, And this to, to this point sitting here now with half the series over it's, it'd be easy to argue that this is the most entertaining and intriguing series, uh, with Luka Doncic and his, his cast of supporting characters with the Mavericks, he attempted 37 shots in this game. 42 points, 14 assists, eight rebounds, 42 on 37 shots. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. attempted 19 shots. Nobody else on the Mavericks tried shooting the ball more than nine times. Kristaps Porzingis had eight and six, shot the ball six times. Um, Boban Marjanovic started the game for the Mavericks and shot three of six uh, from the field. This was just straight up the Luka Doncic and Tim Hardaway show and nobody else. Nobody else was even in double figures for the maps 42 from Doncic 20 from Hardaway Jr 62 of the Mavericks 105 uh, 105 points were from that duo just incredible um, and also incredible that uh, that Boban started this game After having not appeared in a playoff game uh, to this point, he started and played 15 minutes. The last time he played more than 15 minutes in a game was April 3rd. That was two months ago when he played 24 minutes against Washington. So uh, lots of lots to unpack, uh, really. But all all that to say. Mavs are up 3-2. They're going back to Dallas. They get two cracks to win on their home floor to beat the Clippers. And Utah probably feels pretty good about that. I talked about this a little bit the other day. I feel like the Mavericks are a better matchup if you're the Utah Jazz than the LA Clippers and uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and everything that they would bring to the table in a rough and tumble series. If the Jazz can slow down Luka Doncic, which is obviously a huge F, I I get that. Uh, But the Mavericks just as as evidenced by the 62 between Hardaway and Doncic and... uh, Oh, what is it, 43 for the rest of the roster combined in terms of points in this game. There just isn't much else that the Mavs can scare you with. And obviously the Jazz have have uh, Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley and, and, and their entire cadre of three-point shooters and Rudy Gobert. And, and there's just, there's more there with Utah than there is with Dallas, um, obviously, given that Utah is the number one seed. But uh, all that to say, I just think that the Clippers would be a better, the Clippers would have a better shot at beating Utah than Dallas. Um, And at this point, Dallas has the obvious advantage in that series. So we'll see how that all shakes out. In terms of Friday's games, um, there's two games on Friday night, Denver, Portland at 7 p.m. on TNT, followed by Phoenix and the Lakers, as uh, Portland first, and then the Lakers will try and fend off elimination on Friday night. And hopefully, I, I mean, selfishly from a basketball fan perspective, hoping for some great weekend basketball. So it wouldn't be the worst thing if, if those series both went to game seven, to be sure. Um, so we'll see how that all shakes out. Talk about those games on Friday's show as well. Um, otherwise, that's all we have for you today here at Lockdown Wolves. Thanks once again for listening to the Lockdown Wolves podcast. Of course, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember, the Lockdown Network is your local. Experts on all the biggest stories. A reminder you can follow this show anywhere you listen to podcasts that includes Apple, Google, Spotify, and the all new Odyssey app. That's Odyssey, A U D A C Y. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown T Wolves and at B Beacon. That's B Beacon, two B's, two E's, C K E N. A reminder that today's episode was brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Thanks once again for listening. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked On Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, Trey Young takes a bow at Madison Square Garden and the Knicks are eliminated. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts.